You're listening to He That Is Righteous Is Favored of God, part of the 1830 Podcast Network. It is the 1990 Independence Edition of the Book of Mormon, followed by commentary. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the podcaster and don't necessarily reflect the beliefs of the Church of Christ. Chapter 9 In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, with twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another, and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is unto me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar, and he laid it upon my mouth, and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go, and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but they understand not, and see ye indeed, but they perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert, and be healed. Then said I, Lord, how long? And he said, Until the cities be wasted without inhabitant, and the houses without man, and the land be utterly desolate. And the Lord have removed men far away, for there shall be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. But yet in it there shall be a tenth, and they shall return, and shall be eaten, as a teal tree, and as an oak whose substance is in them. When they cast their leaves, so the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. And it came to pass in the days of Ahaz the son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, and Rezin, king of Syria, and Pekah the son of Ramaliah, king of Israel, went up towards Jerusalem to war against it, but could not prevail against it. And it was told the house of David, saying, Syria is confederate with Ephraim, and his heart was moved, and the heart of his people, as the trees of the wood are moved with the wind. Then said the Lord unto Isaiah, Go forth now to meet Ahaz, thou and Shear-Jesob, thy son, at the end of the conduit of the upper pool in the highway of the fuller's field. And say unto him, Take heed, and be quiet. Fear not, neither be faint-hearted for the two tails of these smoking firebrands, for the fierce anger of Rezin with Syria and the son of Ramaliah, because Syria, Ephraim, and the son of Ramaliah have taken evil counsel against thee, saying, Let us go up against Judah, and vex it, and let us make a breach therein for us, and set a king in the midst of it, yea, the son of Tabio. Thus saith the Lord God, It shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. For the head of Syria is Damascus, 
and the head of Damascus resin, and within threescore and five years shall Ephraim be broken, that it be not a people. And the head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is Ramaliah's son. If ye will not believe, surely ye shall not be established. Moreover the Lord spake again unto Ahaz, saying, Ask thee a sign of the Lord thy God, ask it either in the depths or in the heights above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, neither will I tempt the Lord. And he said, Hear ye now, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to weary men? But will ye weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive, and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and to choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that thou abhorrest shall be forsaken of both her kings. The Lord shall bring upon thee and upon thy people and upon thy father's house days that have not come from the day that Ephraim departed from Judah, the king of Assyria. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall hiss for the fly that is in the uttermost part of Egypt and for the bee that is in the land of Assyria. And they shall come, and shall rest all of them in the desolate valleys, and in the holes of the rocks, and upon all thorns, and upon all bushes. In the same day shall the Lord shave with the razor that is hired by them beyond the river, by the king of Assyria, the head and the hair of the feet, and it shall also consume the beard. And it shall come to pass in that day, a man shall nourish a young cow and two sheep, and it shall come to pass, for the abundance of milk they shall give, he shall eat butter, for butter and honey shall every one eat that is left in the land. And it shall come to pass in that day, every place shall be, where there were a thousand vines and a thousand silverlings, which shall be for briars and thorns. With arrows and with bows shall men come thither, because all the land shall become briars and thorns, and all hills that shall be digged with the mattock, there shall not come thither the fear of briars and thorns, but it shall be for the sending forth of oxen and the treading of lesser cattle. Moreover the word of the Lord said unto me, Take thee a great roll, and write in it with a man's pen concerning Meher Shalal Hashbaz, and I took unto me faithful witnesses to record Uriah the priest, and Zechariah the son of Jeberechiah. And I went unto the prophetess, and she conceived and bare a son. Then said the Lord to me, Call his name Meher Shalal Hashbaz. For behold, the child shall not have knowledge to cry, My father and my mother, before the riches of Damascus and the spoil of Samaria shall be taken away before the king of Assyria. The Lord spake also unto me, saying, Forasmuch as this people refuseth the waters of Shaloah, that go softly along and rejoice in Rezin and Remaliah's son, now therefore, behold, the Lord bringeth up upon them the waters of the river, strong and many, even the king of Assyria, and all his glory, and he shall come up over all his channels, and go over all his banks. And he shall pass through Judah, he shall overflow and go over, he shall reach even to the neck, and the stretching out of his wings shall fill the breadth of thy land, O Emmanuel. Associate yourselves, O ye people, and ye shall be broken in pieces, and give ear all ye of far countries. Gird yourselves, and ye shall be broken in pieces. Gird yourselves, and ye shall be broken in pieces. Take counsel together, and it shall come to naught. 
Speak the word, and it shall not stand, for God is with us. For the Lord spake thus to me with a strong hand, and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people, saying, Say ye not a confederacy, to all to whom this people shall say a confederacy, neither fear ye their fear, nor be afraid. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. And he shall be for a sanctuary, but for a stone of stumbling, and for a rock of offense to both the house of Israel, for a gin and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble and fall, and be broken, and be snared, and be taken. Bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples. And I will wait upon the Lord that hideth his face from the house of Jacob, and I will look for him. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord hath given me are for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth in Mount Zion. And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep and mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to hear from the dead? To the law and to the testimony, and if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. And they shall pass through it hardly, bestead, and hungry. And it shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, they shall fret themselves, and curse their king and their God, and look upward. And they shall look unto the earth, and behold trouble and darkness, dimness of anguish, and shall be driven to darkness. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation, when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflict by the way of the Red Sea beyond Jordan in Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined." Thou hast multiplied the nation, and increased the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in harvest, and as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden, and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise, and garments rolled in blood, but this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there is no end, upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The Lord sent his word unto Jacob, and it hath lighted upon Israel, and all the people shall know, even Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria, that say in the pride and the stoutness of heart, The bricks are fallen down, but we will build with hewn stones. The sycamores are cut down, but we will change them into cedars. Therefore the Lord shall set up the adversaries of resin against him, and join his enemies together the Syrians before and the Philistines behind, and they shall devour Israel with open mouth. For all this his anger is not turned away, but his hand stretched out still. For the people turneth not unto him that smiteth them, neither do they seek the Lord of hosts. Therefore will the Lord cut off from Israel head and tail, branch and rush, in one day. The ancient, he is the head, and the prophet that teacheth lies, 
he is the tail. For the leaders of this people cause them to err, and they that are led of them are destroyed. Therefore the Lord shall have no joy in their young men, neither shall have mercy on their fatherless and widows, for every one of them is a hypocrite and an evildoer, and every mouth speaketh folly. For all this his anger is not turned away, but his hand stretched out still. For wickedness burneth as the fire, it shall devour the briars and thorns, and shall kindle in the thickets of the forests, and they shall mount up like the lifting up of smoke. Through the wrath of the Lord of hosts is the land darkened, and the people shall be as the fuel of the fire, no man shall spare his brother. And he shall snatch on the right hand and be hungry, and he shall eat on the left hand, and they shall not be satisfied. They shall eat every man the flesh of his own arm. Manasseh Ephraim and Ephraim Manasseh. They together shall be against Judah. For all this his anger is not turned away, but his hand stretched out still. Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees, and that write grievousness which they have prescribed, to turn aside the needy from judgment, and to take away the right from the poor of my people, that widows may be their prey, and that they may rob the fatherless. And what will ye do in the day of visitation, and in the desolation which shall come from far? To whom will ye flee for help, and where will ye leave your glory? Without me they shall bow down under the prisoners, and they shall fall under the slain. For all this his anger is not turned away, but his hand stretched out still. O Assyrian, the rod of mine anger, and the staff in their hand is their indignation. I will send him against a hypocritical nation, and against the people of my wrath will I give him a charge, to take spoil and to take the prey and to tread them down like the mire of the streets. Howbeit he meaneth not so, neither doth his heart think so, but in his heart it is to destroy and cut off nations, not a few. For he saith, Are not my princes altogether kings? Is not Calno as Charchemish? Is not Hamath as Arpad? is not Samaria as Damascus. As my hand hath founded the kingdoms of the idols, and whose graven images did excel them of Jerusalem and of Samaria, shall I not, as I have done unto Samaria and her idols, so do to Jerusalem and to her idols? Wherefore it shall come to pass, that when the Lord hath performed his whole work upon Mount Zion and upon Jerusalem, I will punish the fruit of the stout heart of the king of Assyria, and the glory of his high looks. For he saith, By the strength of my hand and by my wisdom I have done these things, for I am prudent, and I have moved the borders of the people, and have robbed their treasures, and I have put down the inhabitants like a valiant man. And my hand hath found as a nest the riches of the people, and as one gathereth eggs that are left, have I gathered all the earth, and there was none that moved the wing, or opened the mouth, or peeped. Shall the axe boast itself against him that heweth therewith? Shall the saw magnify itself against him that shaketh it? As if the rod should shake itself against them that lift it up, or as if the staff should lift up itself, as if it were no wood." Therefore shall the Lord, the Lord of hosts, send among his fat ones leanness, and under his glory he shall kindle a burning like the burning of a fire, and the light of Israel shall be for a fire, 
and his holy one for a flame, and shall burn and shall devour his thorns and his briars in one day, and shall consume the glory of his forest and of his fruitful field, both soul and body, and they shall be as when a standard-bearer fainteth. And the rest of the trees of his forest shall be few, that a child may write them. And it shall come to pass in that day, that the remnant of Israel, and such as are escaped of the house of Jacob, shall no more again stay upon him that smote them, but shall stay upon the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in truth. The remnant shall return, yea, even the remnant of Jacob, unto the mighty God. For though thy people Israel be as the sand of the sea, yet a remnant of them shall return. The consumption decreed shall overflow with righteousness. For the Lord God of hosts shall make a consumption, even determined in all the land. Therefore thus saith the Lord God of hosts, O my people that dwellest in Zion, be not afraid of the Assyrian. He shall smite thee with a rod, and shall lift up his staff against thee after the manner of Egypt. For yet a very little while, and the indignation shall cease, and mine anger in their destruction. And the Lord of hosts shall stir up a scourge for him according to the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb. And as his rod was upon the sea, so shall he lift it up after the manner of Egypt. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder, and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. He is come to Aath, he is passed to Migron, at Michmash he hath laid up his carriages. They are gone over the passage, they have taken up their lodging at Jeba. Ramoth is afraid, Gibeah of Saul is fled. Lift up the voice, O daughter of Galim. Cause it to be heard unto Laish, O poor Anathoth. Maidmenah is removed, the inhabitants of Gebim gather themselves to flee. As yet shall he remain at Nob that day, he shall shake his hand against the mount of the daughter of Zion, the hill of Jerusalem. Behold the Lord, the Lord of hosts, shall lop the bow with terror, and the high ones of stature shall be hewn down, and the haughty shall be humbled. And he shall cut down the thickets of the forests with iron, and Lebanon shall fall by a mighty one. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them, and the cow and the bear shall feed, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the sucking child shall play on the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious.
And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria, and from Egypt, and from Pathros, and from Cush, and from Elam, and from Shinar, and from Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. And he shall set up an ensign for the nations, and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel, and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. The envy of Ephraim also shall depart, and the adversaries of Judah shall be cut off. Ephraim shall not envy Judah, and Judah shall not vex Ephraim. But they shall fly upon the shoulders of the Philistines toward the west. They shall spoil them of the east together. They shall lay their hand upon Edom and Moab, and the children of Ammon shall obey them. And the Lord shall utterly destroy the tongue of the Egyptian sea, and with his mighty wind he shall shake his hand over the river, and shall smite it in the seven streams, and make men go over dry shod. And there shall be a highway for the remnant of his people, which shall be left, from Assyria like as it was to Israel in the day that he came up out of the land of Egypt. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation, and in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted, sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things, this is known in all the earth, cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Chapter 10 The Burden of Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos did see. Lift ye up a banner upon the high mountain, exalt the voice unto them, shake the hand, that they may go into the gates of the nobles. I have commanded my sanctified ones, I have also called my mighty ones, for mine anger is not upon them that rejoice in my highness. The noise of the multitude in the mountains, like as of a great people, a tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together, the Lord of hosts mustereth the hosts of the battle. They come from a far country, from the end of heaven, yea, the Lord and the weapons of his indignation to destroy the whole land. Howl ye, for the day of the Lord is at hand, it shall come as a destruction from the Almighty. Therefore shall all hands be faint, every man's heart shall melt and they shall be afraid. Pangs and sorrows shall take hold of them. They shall be amazed one at another. Their faces shall be as flames. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened in his going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. And I will punish the world for evil, and the wicked for their iniquity. I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease, and will lay down the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir. 
Therefore I will shake the heavens, and the earth shall remove out of her place, in the wrath of the Lord of hosts, and in the day of his fierce anger. And it shall be as the chaste roe, and as a sheep that no man taketh up. They shall every man turn to his own people, and flee every one into his own land. Every one that is proud shall be thrust through, yea, and every one that is joined to the wicked shall fall by the sword. Their children also shall be dashed to pieces before their eyes, their houses shall be spoiled and their wives ravished. Behold, I will stir up the Medes against them which shall not regard silver and gold, nor they shall not delight in it. Their bows shall also dash the young men to pieces, and they shall have no pity on the fruit of the womb, their eyes shall not spare children." And Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldees' excellency, shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. It shall never be inhabited, neither shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation, neither shall the Arabian pitch tent there, neither shall the shepherds make their fold there. But wild beasts of the desert shall lie there, and their houses shall be full of doleful creatures, and owls shall dwell there, and satyrs shall dance there. And the wild beasts of the islands shall cry in their desolate houses, and dragons in their pleasant palaces, and her time is near to come, and her day shall not be prolonged. For I will destroy her speedily, yea, for I will be merciful unto my people, but the wicked shall perish. For the Lord will have mercy on Jacob, and will yet choose Israel, and set them in their own land, and the strangers shall be joined with them, and they shall cleave to the house of Jacob." And the people shall take them, and bring them to their place, yea, from far unto the ends of the earth, and they shall return to their lands of promise. And the house of Israel shall possess them, and the land of the Lord shall be for servants and handmaids, and they shall take them captives unto whom they were captives, and they shall rule over their oppressors. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall give thee rest, from thy sorrow, and from thy fear and from the hard bondage wherein thou wast made to serve. And it shall come to pass in that day that thou shalt take up this proverb against the king of Babylon, and say, How hath the oppressor ceased, the golden city ceased! The Lord hath broken the staff of the wicked, the scepters of the rulers. He who smote the people in wrath with the continual stroke, he that ruled the nations in anger, is persecuted, and none hindereth. The whole earth is at rest, and is quiet. They break forth into singing. Yea, the fir trees rejoice at thee, and also the cedars of Lebanon, saying, Since thou art laid down, no feller is come up against us. Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It hath raised up their thrones, all the kings of the nations. All they shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also become weak as we? Art thou become like unto us? Thy pomp is brought down to the grave. The noise of thy vials is not heard. The worm is spread under thee, and the worms cover thee. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the Most High, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell." 
to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee, and shall consider thee, and shall say, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, and did shake kingdoms, and made the world as a wilderness, and destroyed the cities thereof, and opened not the house of the prisoners? All the kings of the nations, yea, all of them, lie in glory, every one of them in his own house. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch, and the remnant of those that are slain thrust through with a sword that go down to the stones of the pit, as a carcass trodden under feet. Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial, because thou hast destroyed thy land and slain thy people. The seed of evildoers shall never be renowned. Prepare slaughter for his children, for the iniquities of their fathers, that they do not rise, nor possess the land, nor fill the face of the world with cities. For I will rise up against them, saith the Lord of hosts, and cut off from Babylon the name, and remnant, and son, and nephew, saith the Lord. I will also make it a possession for the bittern, and pools of water, and I will sweep it with the besom of destruction, saith the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts hath sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass, and as I have purposed, so shall it stand that I will bring the Assyrian in my land, and upon my mountains tread him underfoot. Then shall his yoke depart from off them, and his burden depart from off their shoulders. This is the purpose that is purposed upon the whole earth, and this is the hand that is stretched out upon all nations. For the Lord of hosts hath purposed, and who shall disannul? And his hand stretched out, and who shall turn it back? In the year that King Ahaz died was this burden. Rejoice not thou, whole Palestina, because the rod of him that smote thee is broken, for out of the serpent's root shall come forth a cockatrice, and his fruit shall be a fiery flying serpent. And the firstborn of the poor shall feed, and the needy shall lie down in safety, and I will kill thy root with famine, and he shall slay thy remnant. Howl, O gate, cry, O city, thou, whole Palestina, art dissolved, for there shall come from the north a smoke, and none shall be alone in his appointed times. What shall then answer the messengers of the nations? That the Lord hath founded Zion, and the poor of his people shall trust in it. Come unto me. Chapter 9 and 10. I'm not going to expound too much on these scriptures. Um, I think Nephi is going to do that in chapter 11. So his exeg exegesis, it will, we'll have to wait for that. And 
I think he's much better at it than I am. So I'm going to yield to Nephi. He wanted these verses in here. He wanted you to read this. He he set these chapters of Isaiah aside and said, these are important for us to know, for us to read. And when Moroni and, and Mormon compiled this set of uh, the plates, they put this in there and it had, had existed and it's brought down to our time. And even still, Isaiah is confusing, right? It's, it's, uh, there are prophecies that have already come true and yet still apply to our day and time. They're dual prophecies. They are, they have meaning in layers. And so, wow, it's going, it's complicated. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not complicated, but I'm saying it is worth studying. It is important. And I think it's important because when you see it happen, you're going to be reminded of these verses. And Nephi wants us to be reminded of these verses. So with that said, I'm going to just pick out the, the parts that have vivid imagery or that are, uh, they charge me up. They, they, are, they are emotionally powerful and stirring and or, you know, for the most part, that's where it is, but and or they have a lesson to it as well. The first verse I want to highlight is the very end of verse 8 of chapter 9. When he says, then I said, here am I, send me. Now, you first, you got to be thinking of our, our hymn in, in the red uh, Zion's hymnal. You know, here am I, send me. You know, I want to start singing it now. I'm ready to report for orders, master, summon me. And I'll go on any errand of love for thee. So that always comes to my mind. But this is the verse that is quoted this is, it's highlighted. It should be highlighted. The next verse is uh, verse 13. But yet in it, there shall be a tenth and they shall return and shall be eaten as a teal tree and as an oak whose substance is in them when they cast their leaves. So the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. This was confusing, but I think I, I got an understanding of this one. So I'm going to say what I think this is. So these trees a teal tree and an oak it's easier for you to think of an oak but a but a teal tree it's when it le loses its leaves it doesn't mean it dies an oak tree always loses its leaves uh, a teal tree i had to look it up i think it's kind of like a it doesn't matter for the metaphor but i think it was like a christmas tree i'm trying I can't think of the name like an evergreen or something the leaves don't fall the leaves are on it all year round but should they fall the tree still doesn't die. So that's an extreme example. And then you have the oak whose trees always fall, but the oak is not dead. So what, so the message is, you know, Israel's going to be like this tree that looks dead, that has no life bearing leaves on it. It's no, it's just bare sticks, but we know it's not dead. We know it has a strong root. We know it's going to come back. The next verse I have is verse 22, the second half of it. If ye will not believe, surely ye shall not be established. There's your bumper sticker quote, if you will, for chapter 9. Chapter 9, verse 51. I jumped, jumped a whole two pages here. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread, and he shall be for a sanctuary. So that's the first thought. If you sanctify the Lord of hosts, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread, he will then be your sanctuary. 
but for a stone of stumbling and for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel, for a gin and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. We know that they are going to have issues or they're going to, they're going to stumble over the words of the prophet. They're going to misinterpret the words of their own prophets and they're going to, well, they're going to crucify Christ. So it is going to be a stumbling block. The, the fear that they don't fear the Lord, they don't have respect for him and he's not going to be a sanctuary in that, in that time. And so he's going to turn his back for him. They're going to kind of be punished for what they had. They're going to be spread out through all the, you know, the, it's going to be a, a fall of, of sorts, but he's going to come back and, and gather them in again. So uh, a gin, that's the other thing I want to point out. I looked that up. It's like a snare for catching birds. So the, he'll be a stone of stumbling block or for a rock of offense to the houses of Israel and a gin and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. The, the way I look, keep looking at that is it's like a catch 22. It's it's that was kind of written in that they would crucify their God, but it's because they were so hard hearted and they did not sanctify the Lord of hosts when he was there among them. So let's turn to page 128 verse 58 to the law and to the testimony. And if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. That has got to be, that has to be highlighted in your books of Mormon, your book, books of Mormon. And, and it's so such an integral thought and such a simple uh, verse. And it's in Isaiah, it's in the Bible and, and it's in the book of Mormon. And very importantly, we, we, we judge things based on the word. What is the written word? And we come back to that and we come back to the law and to the testimony. And if they speak against this, then there's no light in them. And this is how we judge uh, many of our our uh, issues in the Church of Christ. Okay, the next verse, this is going to be odd, but I want you to turn to Romans 9.27 before I tell you the verse. And in Romans 9.27, it reads like this. Isaiah also crieth concerning Israel, Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. And then you come to the... Uh, ninth chapter of second Nephi. And it reads like this for though thy people Israel be as the sand of the sea, yet a remnant of them shall return. The consumption decreed shall overflow with righteousness. Then the next, so that's verse one Oh three. And then verse one Oh four for the Lord God of hosts shall make a consumption even determined in all the land. Now I'd like to turn ahead to page 158 it's chapter 12, and on this page, I'm going to read a couple verses, verses 77 and 78 of verse 158. For behold, I say unto you, as many of the Gentiles as will repent are the covenant people of the Lord, and as many of the Jews as will not repent shall be cast off. For the Lord covenanteth with none, save it be with them that repent and believe in his Son, which is the Holy One of Israel. So this consumption that is decreed I believe is that there's going to be a, a time determined in all the land. Like it says in verse 104, when whether what your heritage will not matter as, as much, you know, even the Jewish people, if they forsake Christ, they will not be, um, 
received. They will not, but a remnant of them shall return. So, so it's kind of a sad thought, but at the same time, it explains that though, though Israel be as the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will, will return. And so this consumption is what's going to, you know, get the rest of them. There, there's a, a process or a, a determined, oh man, it's, it's hard. It's a hard thought to, to, to present, but not all of them are going to come back. And we just read about the tree, the oak tree with its leaves falling off. Only a 10th of them, of the tree comes back. It, it, it references such a small percentage of all of Israel. And yet only the ones that believe in Christ in the end are the ones that are going to have this, this blessing and are going to be received back into the fold. And the, the Gentiles have the same offer to them. The whole world does. So that's a good lesson. That's, let's turn to verse 116. And there, shall, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of its, his roots. Um, I think that's talking about Christ. And then verse 125, And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people. So if this first one in 116 is, is Christ, and I think the other verses point to it, but it calls him this stem of Jesse and a branch that grows out of his roots. And now again in verse 125, in that day there shall be a root of Jesse. We're talking about Christ again. And this time it's his second coming. And he and the hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people. But it's this prelude to the the, the coming of Christ. And I'm going to turn to chapter 12. It's on page um let's see 156. And we're going to get this this verse here is going to explain this, but there's also the verse on page 173. But behold, there shall be many at that day when I shall proceed to do a marvelous work among them, that I may remember my covenants, which I have made unto the children of men, that I may set my hand again the second time to recover my people, which are of the house of Israel. And also that I may remember the promises which I have made unto thee, Nephi, and also unto thy father, that I would remember your seed, and the words of your seed shall proceed forth out of my mouth unto your seed, and my words shall hiss forth unto the ends of the earth, for the standard unto my people, which are of the house of Israel. So we get a, a better definition of the verse, uh, verses 125 and 126. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. So we've said it was Christ, and we said it's the second time he comes to recover his people. And it's all kind of tied up in this marvelous work and this wonder and this, this gathering, this second effort by Christ. And that around that is the Book of Mormon is right in the center of that story. In verse 127, And he shall set up an ensign for the nations, and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel, and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. So this time is, is man, it, it could be right upon us. It could be really close to this time period if, if the 
if I'm reading this correctly, if I if my understanding is is right, these verses kind of point to the marvelous work that was done as being the Book of Mormon, as that promise of Nephi that the words will will proceed out of their mouth unto their seed again. And it's it's got to be talking about the Book of Mormon. It's talking about this the second effort to gather the the lost tribes and the gathering of Israel and the remnant of his people. We're going to move on to chapter 10, verse 3. I have commanded my sanctified ones. I have also called my mighty ones, for mine anger is not upon them that rejoice in my highness. You know, as you read chapter 10, or as you listen to that, hopefully I, I brought out in my reading the imagery, the power, the hostility that is going to come when Christ comes the second time. It's not going to be as the Prince of Peace. It's going to be, he's going to bring a sword. It's going to be a, a, a justice. He's going to come as a king in majesty and glory, not, not as a humble, you know, sacrifice. He's going to come and he's going to get what's, what's his. He's going to take the earth because it belongs to him. And so this whole chapter is just powerful about what's going to happen to the bad guys, you know, to, to, and it even calls out Satan and just puts him in his place. And I know it's a dual prophecy talking about Babylon, but then he personifies Lucifer as the king of Babylon. But now in our day and time, if it's not Babylon, who's he talking to? Who's he talking about? Well, it's using Babylon to personify Lucifer for, for us, for our time. So, so it's just, it's just powerful. And the thing to remember is way at the beginning in verse three, I have commanded my sanctified ones. I have also called my mighty ones for my anger is not upon them that rejoice in my highness. And in verse four, if you want to throw that in the noise of the multitude in the mountains, like as of a great people, a tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts mustereth the hosts of the battle. This is the size of his army. This is the power that he's coming with. And, and then he continues with, I like verse six, howl ye for the day of the Lord is at hand. You're, you're just going to be screams of mercy and cries out for help. And there's nothing you can do. If you are, if you're the bad guys, you're going to lose. You know, we've read revelations. We know how the book ends. You know, we win and the bad guys, this is what you have to look for. If you are not righteous, if you are not preparing your lives, this is what you have to look forward to. And it's a, it's a scare tactics, if you will, but it's the God honest truth. Right. I mean, if I could say that literally with those words and not feel like I, I've uh, offended the Lord, this is his words to us to get us and, and, and get us in shape and to, to reveal to us the, the, that the Butler did it right. The end of the book, the end of the murder mystery. It's not a mystery. We know how it ends. You've got to get your life in order. Verse 23. For the Lord will have mercy on Jacob and will yet choose Israel and set them in their own land and the strangers shall be joined with them and they shall cleave to the house of Jacob. And the verse that goes with that is in Isaiah chapter 60 verses 4 through 11. It's in your, your uh, margins of if you have the 1990 Independence Edition and highlight that margin. I'm going to read it to you because it, it fits so well. Lift up thine eyes round about and see. All they gather themselves together. They come to thee. 
Thy sons shall come from far, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. The multitude of camels shall come shall cover thee. The dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all they from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense, and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. And the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered together unto thee. The rams of Nebaioth uh, shall minister unto thee. They shall come up with the acceptance of mine altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. Who are these that fly as a cloud, and as the doves to their windows? Surely the isles shall wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish first, to bring thy sons from far, their silver and their gold with them, unto the name of the Lord thy God, and to the Holy One of Israel, because he hath glorified thee. And the sons of strangers shall build up thy walls, and their kings shall minister unto thee. For in my wrath I smote thee, but in my favor have I had mercy on thee. Therefore thy gates shall be open continually, they shall not be shut day nor night, that men may bring unto thee the forces of the Gentiles, and that their kings may be brought. So Isaiah, I know he's, um, I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't give credit to Isaiah, but the words of Isaiah are so poetic sometimes. And the the message from God in these prophecies is such it's it's a a beautiful sentiment to it and beautiful way of presenting it the imagery and and it's it's in one verse in in the book of mormon i'll read again read it again for the lord will have mercy on jacob and will yet choose israel and set them in their own land and the strangers shall be joined with them and they shall cleave to the house of jacob it's it's a it's a one little verse but it says it more clearly in isaiah chapter 60 and it shows just how how the God is going to choose Israel again, and everyone is going to flock there. Everyone's going to come from afar, and it will be a place of sanctuary. It'll be Zion. It'll be it'll be wonderful, and they will have sanctuary. If you know, like we said in those early verses, verse thirty one: Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming; it stirreth up the dead for thee. Even all the chief ones of the earth, it hath raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. So the imagery here is is powerful. I like this verse, kind of kind of uh, morbid, but it's God calling out and letting us hear what He is calling out. Satan, He is calling out Lucifer, and he says, "You're going down." And hell is going to open up wide its gates, and and as you approach it, it's going to reach out to thee and welcome you back to where you where you're going to end up, where you belong. And hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It's just, uh, man, it's it's powerful. How can anybody doubt the power of God when you hear these verses and you and you believe them and they they stir you up? Verse forty two. At the very end, I like the the bumper sticker verse I've chosen, I guess, from chapter 10. The seed of evildoers shall never be renowned. That's just the opposite of what we think, right? We think the bad guys, the, the, the evil and corrupt ones are gaining power. But according to this verse, they shall never be renowned. We are looking to a much different time frame. They'll have their glory here on earth. 
but they won't be renowned in the afterlife, right? The evildoers and the seed of evildoers shall never be renowned. The thing that is important here is the last verse or the last word of the verse. If you have a different version than the 1990 version of the Independence Edition, the word that is that is uh, printed there is removed. The seed of evildoers shall never be removed. And I just wonder, it changes the meaning. And in my mind, I think somehow this was put in there. I don't know what to say it's intentionally. I guess I do. I don't know how that word got there. And kudos to the guys who, who did all the work to, to match this up to the printer's uh, copy and to figure out that that word ought to be removed, the word removed. Because if the evildoer seed shall never be removed, it almost has a sense of promote or, or the, the idea of a rapture, right? The ones that are left behind are the evildoers, so they will not be removed. They'll be left on earth, but that's not the word that it should be. And so I, I'm so glad that it's changed to renown. The next and actually the last verse I have is the last verse of chapter 10. The second half of it, the beginning is an, is a question. What shall the answer, what shall then answer the messengers of the nations? So when, when all the nations come up to Israel and say, you know, ask and petition them and says, what is the answer we're going to give back to them? And the answer that Israel is going to say to the rest of the world is that the Lord hath founded Zion and the poor of his people shall trust in it. And I love that sentiment. I love that thought. The poor of his people shall trust in it. And it's this, it's this Zion that the Lord has founded. He's destroyed Satan. He's put him in his place. He's sent him back to that hell that's reaching up to grab him and welcome him back in there. We have the, I'm, I'm, I'm going backwards through the verses and I see the, the theme of this chapter 10. It's, it's so powerful. And I think Nephi had a poet's heart sometimes. I think he sees the imagery and it was clear to him and it, I think it moved him and I think he recognized it and saw the powerful and the imagery and the words of those prophecies. And he said, when you see these things, you'll recognize it. And, and so when they are prophecies that come out and it's a, it's a, it's a message of hope and it's a message of victory. And it tells us, you know, in very clear uh, fashion, then he wanted it included in, in the book of Mormon that the there's a place for the good guys, but there's also a place for the bad guys. And 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 God is gonna win. And this is what you have to do to get there. And for a second there, he just goes on about this epic battle that is gonna take place at the last days. And it's gonna be brutal. It's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be terrible. And yet you should have no fear if you are righteous. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For my yoke is easy.